Hello, I'm Wayne, and uh, this is my Iron Maiden podcast. Sponsored by The Bottle Top in Ruddington, Nottinghamshire. Your one-stop shop for craft beer, local jams and honey. This is the fourth episode in my series of podcasts about Iron Maiden. I decided to speak about them because I was a big fan growing up as a boy, and I thought it would be good to look back on those songs and my childhood in Birmingham in the 1980s. I've discovered a lot about myself and the band by looking back at that time. In this episode, I'm looking at the song Phantom of the Opera, which is the fourth song on the debut album. In the last episode, I looked at Running Free, and I got some feedback as usual, which is nice. Um, Well, mainly nice. I was quite pleased that there were no comments about Trevor's poem in the same way there has been in the past, as that has often caused some confusion or led to some positive criticism. Trevor's poem about having a cold may not have been totally relevant to the song Running Free, but I was sufficiently happy to include it. A comment I did get, though, was from somebody who asked why they couldn't hear the phone ringing before Trevor answered. Now, I was very disappointed by this comment. Of all the things to mention on a podcast about Iron Maiden and the song Running Free, and all of the insight that I spent many hours researching and discussing with you, the fact that you pick up on the lack of phone ringing, uh, as I call my friend for a poem, I feel is you know a bit pernickety. You may not know about editing a podcast, but a lot of people don't want to hear those details because it takes up a lot of time. So I decided to leave out some of those details just for convenience, really, and uh, hopefully... Um, you know, that lack of phone ringing didn't affect anyone else's enjoyment of what I thought was quite an insightful episode. So on this show, I'm looking at a song called Phantom of the Opera, and when I first heard it as a boy, I wasn't sure how to label it really. There wasn't much singing in it, um, but yet there was enough so that I couldn't call it an instrumental track. So it was, yeah, it was very difficult to classify One thing I remember about the song was in the 1980s, maybe the late 1980s, the music was used in an advert for LucasAid, which had the Great Britain gold medalist Daley Thompson in it. You might be able to find it on YouTube. It's got Daley Thompson running on a track with Phantom of the Opera blaring out in the background. Um, Despite this, I don't know if Daley Thompson was a fan of the band. I did borrow his book from the library, and it was called Going for Gold, Daley Thompson's book of total fitness and body care for young people. But he didn't actually mention Iron Maiden in that book. I say I borrowed it from the library. I I sort of did, but not for long, because I skimmed through it. Um, Couldn't see any reference to anything heavy metal related. and Even looked in the index and and there was nothing under I for Iron Maiden. So actually I took it back um, very quickly and got some other books out. When I heard the song in the advert, I was very excited because it felt like the world had noticed Iron Maiden and it wasn't just me sitting in my bedroom. When I pointed this out to my school friends about Iron Maiden's music being on the telly, they weren't really that bothered. Uh, They didn't seem to show enough interest and I didn't appear any cooler as a result from knowing this. They just carried on listening to Michael Jackson's. It's quite a long song for the album, it's 7 minutes and 21 seconds, but because it's so interesting and there's change of pace and direction, you don't notice it's that long. Um, it's, it's got the sort of vibe that makes you want to run 
and jump around like Daley Thompson. In fact, I used to hope that uh, I'd be listening to it on my Walkman and uh, I'd have to run for the bus so then I could be like Daley Thompson and have this playing in the background while I ran down the street. Um, it never happened that way, though. Often the bus was on time, so I didn't have to run. Or if it was early and I had to then run quickly, um, it would be another song on my Walkman. When you mention Phantom of the Opera in conversation, people often think you're talking about the stage musical. Now, I remember this coming out in the late 1980s. I think it was 1986 or 1987. There was a song in the charts by Sarah Brightman, and this was taken from the musical, which I believe was written by Andrew Lloyd Webster. It got in the top ten, and a lot of people at school would talk about this, which was very frustrating, as when I mentioned the song featured in the Daily Thompson advert with the same name, nobody was interested. And actually, I made and recorded this song in 1980, at least six years ahead of any musical or any other top ten hit. And I was, again, trying to prove this to people, and you know, how great Iron Maiden were, how ahead of their time they were, but no one was interested. I found out years later it was a book and Iron Maiden didn't actually invent the term Phantom of the Opera, and perhaps Steve Harris was influenced by this, as he was with many other books, um, like um, or, or films or TV shows. A lot of his songs are based around those things. When there are actual vocals in it, I think that Paul Diano, the singer of the time, he sings it so fast that you can't make out what the lyrics are. Um, the first line of the song is, I've been looking so long for you now, you won't get away from my grasp. Now I remember being quite impressed with this, and I wrote these words in a Valentine's card that I sent to a girl in my class called Fiona Gregory. And sadly, those words actually caused a bit of confusion. I thought that it might show how committed I was and um, that I was keen and maybe not like other boys. But, um, yeah, I don't think it went as I was hoping. And in fact, her dad came round and uh, spoke to my mum about her being a bit upset about it, um, which was sad, really, because my intention wasn't to be anything... You know, creepy. Um, yeah, I was, I was sent upstairs while this happened and it was you know, not a very nice occasion. In fact, he came around quite a lot after that and um, he must have been trying to teach us a lesson because once when yeah, I was sent out again, uh, sometimes in the garden, sometimes to get some sweets, um, he was there for a, a fair bit of time. But yeah, once when I was in the garden, I could actually hear my mum moaning um, he stopped coming around once my sister was born. The lyrics of this song, um, yeah, I think uh, it sounds like it's a bad relationship. Um, there's a, an element of terror in it. There's mention of scratching and maiming. And, uh, yeah, Steve Harris wrote these lyrics again. And um, you may recall that earlier in the series, he's gone yeah, gone from being a prowler to now he's a phantom or even a devil in these lyrics. And you might be thinking he's a bit disturbed writing these sort of things, but... He's writing through characters, isn't he? He's not, he's not the phantom torturing people back at his lair. If he was, he wouldn't be writing songs about it, would he? Because that would be used as evidence in any police investigation. Here's Steve Harris talking about the song and why he wrote it. 
Yeah, Phantom of the Opera, that was a song I wrote well, probably late 70s. And uh, yeah, I was inspired by the uh, horror scene that went on at the time. We all were, really, all, all the heavy metal stuff. And uh, yeah, I remember it actually caused a bit of bother at some of those pubs and clubs we played at because. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of uh, you know, stage staff and we had Eddie the Ed behind the jam kit, of course, and Dave, our engineer, he'd pipe all sorts of fluids through it, fake blood and all sorts. And Clive, our drummer, he weren't impressed with it. Now nah, he weren't happy at all. But uh, in fact, neither were the venues, really, because we left a bit of a mess, to be honest. In fact, it caused a bit of bother when we uh, tried to play a gig in Lincolnshire. Uh, some guy from a, a pub there, he said, uh, well, we're booked to play, and he said, nah, we, uh, we're not interested now, we don't want you playing here. And I said, come on, mate, what's, what's going on there then? Why, why, have you, why are you canceling us for? And he said, well, we, uh, we've heard about what goes on at your shows, and we, uh, we decided we don't want it. We've got people like, so what do you want it booked next week? We don't want Iron Maiden here. I said, oh, that's disgraceful, that is, mate. You've booked us and now you're turning it down. Yeah, you're a joke. You're a a grey-faced spoiler, mate. That's what you are. You're going to go down in future for canting an Iron Maiden gig, depriving all your locals of seeing us. You're going to be remembered like that guy who didn't sign the Beatles. You know, famous like that. That's what you'll be. That was a reconstruction of Steve Harris talking about Phantom of the Opera and the impact it had on the band's live reputation. As I've mentioned, there's quite a lot of changes in the song. There's... uh, a lot of breaks and the tempo and uh, a lot of nice harmonies that are probably sung by Dennis Stratton Um, but uh, yeah he hasn't claimed any songwriting royalties which is very interesting there is an area where it slows down and um, keep your distance walk away and um, I can imagine it's Dennis Stratton who comes in with a don't you stray which uh, is very hard to accomplish Um, in fact I might edit what I just did out because yeah There's so much going on, there's nearly four minutes in the middle where there's no singing. And as a boy, I wondered what Paul Diano, the singer, was doing in the studio while all of that guitar stuff was going on. I mean, was he sitting down, just having a rest, letting the band have their turn? Or was he dancing about in the studio? In a previous episode, I mentioned that he might be able to travel through time. Now, I think I got a few comments poo-pooing that notion, but once again... Maybe he was somewhere else, not just down the road at the chip shop or buying some sweets. Maybe he was in another dimension. Later on, of course, I realised that when songs are recorded in a studio, that all the different takes are put down one at a time. The band don't always play live. So maybe he was just playing pool with the lads while Clive got his drum parts right. Once the song's finished, that's the end of side one. Or so you think. Because uh, after about five seconds, Paul Diano's voice comes back in, shouting out the final line, tortured me back at your lair. And um, as a boy, I was, I was quite scared about this. It's, uh, it made me jump. And um, when I listened to it again and again, I was always um, a bit nervy. And sometimes I'd actually lift the needle off the record before he said it. On the remaster on 1998, I think they've actually removed that from the CD, so maybe they had a few complaints from parents you know, who said their boys were scared and, and wouldn't go to school and had to miss the uh, sports day and things like that. Um, maybe they you know, were fed up of people moaning about it. Right, so I'm going to ring Trevor up now because uh, it's always good to get more insight into these songs and uh, Trevor's you know, done me proud so far. He's grown throughout the series, so uh, let's ring him now. Hello, Wayne. Oh, hi, Trev. You're all right. 
yeah, not too bad. It's pretty cold, but uh, we're getting by over here. Good, good. Uh, yeah, good to hear it. Well, we're um, talking about Phantom of the Opera, which is uh, the end of side A on the first album. So um, how do you feel about that song? Oh, it, it's, uh, I like it. It's got lots of different parts. There's um, lots of guitar, bit of singing. It's, um, I like it, but it's hard to explain why. Okay, well, uh, hopefully, well, maybe, yeah, okay, well, let's uh, move on to poetry then. Uh, have you written a poem about Phantom of the Opera? I have, yes. Uh, I think you'll like this one, and uh, hopefully all the listeners will like it as well. Hello, listeners. Okay, just if you just read the poem, please, and then um, we can move, move on. Okay, <clears throat> here we go. Uh, the Phantom drank his Fanta and got into his Mazda. He parked it next to Asda and got a parking fine. If you see there, Wayne, I've um, made a list here of things I've done in that. I've got an assonant rhyme. I've got, in fact, got more than one assonant rhyme. I've also put some product placement in, Wayne, because I've read that that's a good thing to do on podcasts. Okay, well, uh, yeah. Maybe you should have run that by me first, because I'm not sure about the rules on that. But um, that's fair enough. So yeah, it it's uh, an interesting poem, not really linked to the song, but um, yeah, I, I I quite liked what you did there. Is there another verse? No, no, that's it. Okay, well, you've left it a bit open there. Why why did he get a parking fine? Who? The Phantom. Dunno, didn't really think about that. I, I suppose if you go to Asda, you've only got a few hours, haven't you? So, so maybe he was just sitting there. Right. Okay. Uh, well, fair enough. Well, thank you for that, Trevor. Um, we next week we're looking at Transylvania, so hopefully you'll be inspired by that theme, and we'll see where we go. So we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thanks, Wayne. Bye. Okay. Well, as mentioned previously, I'm. Um, currently on social media you can find me on facebook and twitter and i'm at wayne maiden on twitter so if you find me there um yeah just send me a tweet follow me um like what i post um you don't have to but it's nice um i've had a tweet uh, from hawk lord who says that phantom of the opera is his favorite song on the debut album so thank you very much for that this week i've um been looking for people tweeting about Phantom of the Opera, um, yeah, the musical, and I've actually sort of been reminding them that Iron Maiden also had a song called Phantom of the Opera. But in most cases, I've been ignored. Um, that's all right. I think people get a bit tetchy, don't they? About they get a bit protective about things they love. So we're at the end of side one of the debut album. I've got halfway through the series, which um, is, is very good. Next week, uh, we'll start side B, which is the song Transylvania. So that'll be exciting. I'll leave you with some uh, Phantom of the Opera. And uh, hope to see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>